0: a verse of scripture a couple of days ago and uh, it seems extremely appropriate uh, in the in the times that we are in right now Uh, and I think there's some some very positive things that we can uh, glean from it as well so if you got a, a bible or an ipad or mobile device or whatever you use you want to go to 1 Peter chapter number 1, and I want to read, uh, starting with verse number 1, and I want to read the, the first nine verses of this chapter, and then uh, we'll kind we'll of come back to the specifics that I, I'd like to focus on. So 1 Peter 1 and verse 1 Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. Elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification of the Spirit, unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ, grace unto you and peace be multiplied. Uh, I, I was, I was, thought it amazing as I read this verse in preparation for tonight. Uh, some, would say in this verse that it is the uh, confirmation uh, of the Trinity that the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are three separate co-equal persons and they're all mentioned here, but I think the thing that uh, really stood out to me is actually what we see here in this verse is is the three manifestations, the three operations of God. Um, so I'm going to get too bogged down in that right now, but Uh, Verse number three, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away reserved in heaven for you. Who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time, wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season. And we can all say amen to that. We are in a unique season right now. and, and so though now for a sorry I got a little bit thrown off by the amens in my house. I'm not quite used to a bunch of amens these days, so I uh, forgot what that's like. <laughs> Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season. If need be, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations. I, I really probably shouldn't go here, but I I guess I do that from time to time. I saw a meme today and uh, it said something along the lines. it was uh, it was this guy with some kind of a face uh, obviously most guys have a face making a face um, kind of uh, I don't even know how to describe what the face was but but the, the meme and for all of you older folks, that's a uh, basically a photograph that has letters, words written on it. so uh, but it said something along the lines of Christians, Waiting for a solution to the coronavirus so we can give God the credit or something along those lines. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I, most of us, at least most of those, most believers that I closely associate with, I, I haven't even heard that as being uh, the topic of conversation. Because we're pretty confident that God has got it all in control and, right. and this Amen. too shall pass. Uh, and, and so Peter says that there are times that we have seasons that we are in heaviness through manifold temptations or testings. And, and it is needed for us to be in those seasons. And here's the reason why. That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Whom having not seen, you love, and whom though now you see him not, yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. Read the Living Bible to you, verse 7 and 8 and 9. These trials are only to test your faith to see whether or not it is strong and pure. It is being tested as fire tests gold and purifies it, and your faith is far more precious to God than mere gold. So if your faith remains strong after being tried in the test tube of fiery trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day of his return. You love him even though you have never seen him. Though not seeing him, you trust him, and even now you are happy with the inexpressible joy that comes from heaven itself. And your further reward for trusting him will be the salvation of your souls. I'm not going to spend too much time on these verses. I talked about them in one of the sessions recently, and, and, and it says the trying of, the testing of our faith is more precious than gold, the proving. And and I do want you to notice one thing, though, in these verses uh, that, that the, the way the Living Bible says it, and uh, that is in verse number 7, I believe it is. Um, yes, it says that our faith is being tried in the test tube of fiery trials. So the implication to me of that is the testing and the trying of our faith is not by random, chaotic, out-of-control circumstances and situations. Uh, a, 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 the context of a test tube is in a, in a controlled environment. It's in a, it's in a laboratory. It's in a setting where somebody knows what they're doing. And so it is with us and God that even what we're going through right now, that to the world seems to be complete chaos and turmoil it is. It is in God's test tube. It is under God's control. So I, I just. I wanted to read most of that just for a little bit of context. There's a lot of great things in those verses, but I actually want to take your attention all the way back to verse number one. And Peter, in his in his uh, salutation, isn't that the opening part of a letter? Salutation, right? Uh, Peter, in his salutation of this epistle says that he is an apostle of Jesus Christ. And then he he says who he is writing to. He is writing to the strangers that are scattered. The strangers that are scattered. Now uh, let me read a uh let me read the message Bible uh, verse number one. Peter, I Peter, am an apostle on assignment by Jesus, the Messiah writing to exiles scattered to the four winds not one is missing not one forgotten so uh, the word stranger there in in verse one uh actually that word and let me just read it i was going to read it in a little bit i'll read it to you now so that you have a little more context because it's not necessarily stranger in the same way we we sort of first think of stranger but The word stranger, according to Thayer's, means one who comes from a foreign country into a city or land to reside there by the side of the natives, hence hence, stranger, sojourning in a strange place, a foreigner. And then Strong says that word stranger is an alien alongside, a resident foreigner. So we are uh, not extraterrestrial aliens, but aliens in the context of foreigners. We are aliens, and Peter says that he is writing to the strangers, the aliens, the sojourners who are scattered throughout, and he lists several different places. Hebrews 11 and 13 in, in Faith's Hall of Fame says this, these all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Those that were, were accounted in Hebrews 11 as far as faith's uh, hall of fame they recognized that wherever they were, wherever they lived, whatever time period they were in, they acknowledged that they were just simply strangers that were passing through. They they realized that wherever they were was not home. I think one of the benefits of times like this, of circumstances like this, is to remind us that this world is not our home. Right. That this is not heaven. Right. This is not our final destination. That we have a hope that is beyond this world, this life. Weast's translation says, verse 13, this way. These all died, and I want you to hear this next part. And for you note takers, maybe write this next phrase down. These all died dominated by faith. Dominated by faith they were in spite of their their challenges in spite of the the circumstances they found themselves in the the negative circumstances many times they were dominated by faith not having received the promises but having seen them afar off and greeted them also confessed they confessed and and, and this isn't really the focus of what I feel to share with you this evening, but I will I will pause and and uh, take the uh, take the detour for a moment here. But but I, I remind you that that in every aspect of our lives we are strangers. Yeah. There there is such a there is such a move amongst Christianity today to fit in to look like everybody, to act like everybody, to to uh to, to mimic what the world is doing. But but these men and women of faith understood they were strangers. Even though even those who had settled down alongside of a pagan population upon earth. They understood that wherever they were that that was not where they were from. That's not where they were supposed to fit in. Right? They they recognized that 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 they were simply passing through. The amplified Bible says it this way, verse thirteen: These people all died, controlled and sustained by their faith. Controlled and sustained by their faith but not having received the tangible fulfillment of God's promises, only having seen it and greeted it from a great distance by faith, and all the while acknowledging and confessing that they were strangers and temporary residents and exiles upon the earth. The Living Bible says the last part of verse 13 this way, They agreed that this earth was not their real home, but that they were just strangers visiting down here. I've told this many times before, but I'll use it again in the context this evening. In in, uh, 1990, after I graduated from high school, and I went to Brazil uh, as an AIM worker for several months, and uh, at that particular time, the style uh, for ties uh, was pretty much uh, to, the, to the belt buckle and maybe even a little bit over the belt buckle at that point. And um, so when I went there, that's, that's the way that I wore my tie. However, the uh, style in Brazil was literally that they would wear it uh, almost mid-stomach. And uh, I I did not change. I did not start tying my tie differently. I continued, and uh, all of that sort of uh, uh, culminated in uh, they were in the Bible school. That was the end of the school year, and they were having an end of the school year banquet. And uh, for that banquet, two of the students uh, were imitating Brother Kevin Howard and myself. And when they came walking in the back doors of the room. They had their ties tied almost down to their knees. Uh they they extremely exaggerated or overly exaggerated uh the difference. But uh I, I, I didn't change after that. I didn't stop. I had a little more time left, I think, after that after that banquet, and I didn't start tying my tie differently because I was I was not from there. I understood I was just passing through. The old song says this world is not my home I'm just passing through my treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue and so uh, again this is not the ultimate uh, focus here this evening but I, I do want to remind you I mean uh, this, this is this is not the norm what we're doing here this evening and and uh, no offense even amongst a lot of Christians they 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 had their online service this morning they 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 had they had their time together of worship and word and whatever and now the rest of the day is theirs and and here we are because we we recognize we are in this world but we are not of this right. world yeah. and our priorities are different our focuses are different our goals are different our what we what we value what what we cherish what we treasure is different than the rest of the world And, and, and somehow we, we've got to, uh, we've got to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm We, we've got to be comfortable with the fact that we are not supposed to fit in. And, and again, I don't want to get too bogged down in this point, but it's not just a matter of not fitting in in the world anymore. It's also a matter of we're not here to just try to fit in with whatever, whatever the, the, the basic standard of Christianity is now. We, we 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 recognize we've seen something we are believing for something we are going somewhere, but they were they were strangers or again they were exiles they they were sojourners they were aliens in a foreign country and so so Peter this is who Peter is addressing this is this is who he's stating in the beginning of his first epistle that he is writing to to the strangers that are scattered. Let me read to you a little bit from a couple of, uh, commentaries about this, this idea of strangers and strangers that are scattered. James at Fawcett and Brown says this, to the strangers scattered, the sojourners of dispersion, the designation particular to the Jews dispersed throughout the world ever since the Babylonian captivity. These he, as apostle of the circumcision, primarily addresses, but not in the temporal sense only. So, so get this, he's not just talking to those uh, that he was writing this letter to in a, in a natural temporal sense. Their temporal condition is a shadow of their spiritual calling to be strangers and pilgrims on each looking for the heavenly Jerusalem as their home so the gentile christians are included secondarily as having the same high calling in 1 peter 1:14 1, 1 peter 2:10 plainly refers to christians as gen- to, the, to the christian gentiles christians if they rightly consider their calling must never settle here but feel themselves travelers christians if they rightly consider their calling, must never settle here, but feel themselves travelers. Part of the part of the point I think of that is the fact, and and uh, everybody that's gathered in this living room this evening has traveled to some extent or the other, and and I'm sure basically all of you to some degree or other have traveled, and and uh, most of us, if you've traveled, and I would say especially if you've traveled overseas. You have probably uh, been in circumstances that that were not um, your first choice. You you probably stayed in some places uh, that were not your preference. You you uh, you 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 had to eat some food that was not your your uh, preference. You you had to deal with temperatures that were not your preference. And, and yet you, you, uh, I, I don't want to say just you survived it, you endured it because you, you realized I am just passing through. I, I will, I will put up with a lot of stuff when I'm traveling that I wouldn't put up with at home. I hate, I despise soft, fluffy pillows. <laughs> which seems to be the common thing for most hotels. I do not have a soft, fluffy pillow that you put your head on it and it might as well be on the mattress. (laughs) At home, I have my pillow. I want my pillow. I'll put up with a pillow in a hotel because I'm passing through. As travelers, and that's what we are. And and again, that's why there there ought to be a hope that we have as believers that whatever and I, I hate to keep using this term because I think it, I think it gets used um, in some other, I feel like I've heard it in a TV show or something, and the context is not the greatest, but whatever the new normal is, whatever our new normal will be when all of this is over, as believers, we should not be too troubled by that because we are strangers right. and pilgrims And ultimately, this is not our home. As the Jews in their dispersion diffused through the nations the knowledge of the one God, preparatory to Christ's first advent, so Christians, by their dispersion among the unconverted, diffused the knowledge of Christ preparatory to His second advent. The children of God scattered abroad constitute one whole in Christ. How amazing is that, that here we are gathered together tonight, several people here in my house, and then many of you watching from different places, and we are a part of one body and not just antioch central but the body of christ and people all over the world that have been baptized in jesus name and filled with the spirit of god we are all a part of the same body there's not a lot of things that are able to uh not just survive but even thrive through through being scattered many things that if they're scattered they're going to fall apart I, I know again it's only about three weeks into all of this and we don't know how much longer we've got to deal with all this. And and so in a lot of ways we are scattered right now, but we have not, I believe, we have not been the least bit weakened because we are not all at fifteen thirty five Ritchie Highway yeah. tonight, gathered together yeah. in the sanctuary. Yeah. Because because we are scattered, but we are still connected to the body of Christ. Right. The Bible Knowledge Commentary says this, It's it's not surprising that those who have been chosen by God are seen as strangers in the world. That emphasizes both foreign nationality and temporary residence. Christians, whose citizenship is in heaven, live in the midst of a pagan society as aliens and sojourners, displaced persons whose thoughts should often turn toward their home. Ephesians 2 and verse 12 says this, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were, you, ye who sometimes were far off, are made nigh by the blood of Jesus Christ. We we were strangers from heaven, but now we're strangers in this world. First Peter 2 and 8 says this, And a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people. Which in time past were not a people. <laughs> Sorry, if you can't see behind the camera. There's a bit of distraction to you. <laughs> Which in, of course it's my wife of all people let's just throw her under the bus and just get it out there <laughs> which in time past were not a people but are now the people of God which had not obtained mercy but now have obtained mercy I've, I've preached from this verse before I've used it and I've, I've referenced it when we're all gathered together in church and all gathered together in the sanctuary. But, but it kind of has a whole new level here this evening as we are uh, sitting in homes that think about the fact that, that the one thing that is uniting us right now is the fact that we are a part of the body of Christ. I, I, I know there's people throughout Anne Arundel County. I'm certain there's, there's several homes in Prince George's County right now that are watching. Uh, there's some people on the Eastern Shore that are watching. Uh, there may be some folks that they normally watch. They may be watching from Delaware. Uh, we, we've got a lady in Arizona who watches uh, every service, considers us her church. Uh, shout out to Sister, Sister Roller. Good to, hopefully you're watching right now. But, um, the, the, think about the fact. We're, we're in different neighborhoods. Some of us are in single family neighborhoods right now. Some of you are probably in townhouse communities and others are in apartments or condos and, and, and other circumstances and situations. And yet we are all joined together by the commonality of the fact that we have been born again. And, and, and again, we may be scattered tonight, but yet we are all still connected by the power, by the Spirit of God. Amen. Right. The Amplified Bible. Oh, so let me, let me, we're going to go back here to, to that first verse in 1 Peter 1. Again, the King James says it this way Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers scattered to the strangers scattered now i want you to uh i want you to think about that word scattered for a moment and in the context of of english and the way we use it that that's to scatter something uh there's kind of no rhyme or reason uh if if you if you scatter something you are you are sort of randomly dispersing it if if you I don't know. Think about a, a a handful of rocks or something, and you throw it up in the air, and and you are scattering it, and and it is just sort of randomly finding a resting place. But but there is a there is a meaning to this word "scattered" that we don't get it in the in the King James version. That is really absolutely, uh, I, I think, an amazing thing here. So let me read that verse to you, verse 1 from the Amplified, and it gives a little bit of insight to it. Peter, an apostle, a special messenger of Jesus Christ, writing to the elect exiles of the dispersion scattered, and then in parentheses it says, sowed, So. He's writing to the elect exiles of the dispersion that are scattered or that are sowed abroad in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. So the point is, Peter is not addressing the, the exiles, the aliens from the kingdom of God, the those whose nationality is is the kingdom of God, but they are now living in a strange place that, that they have randomly been scattered wherever they are. They have been sown where they are. The word scattered means this, dispersion. Specifically and concretely, it is the Israelite resident in Gentile countries. And then the root word here, the root word for scattered, means to sow throughout. Figuratively, to distribute in foreign lands. So again, Peter is not writing to the people of God that have simply because of circumstances. Here we are tonight, and and it's our circumstances that have prohibited us from gathering together in the same location. Forgive me for pausing just a moment. I, there's a t-shirt I've seen advertised several times on Facebook now, and the t-shirt says, The church has left the building. And, and you know what? I, in one context, that's great. But I'm also just going to go on record to tell you, I cannot wait until we can all get back to the building. The building is not the church. The church is not the building. It's not about a location, but at the same time, there are some amazing things that have happened and do happen when we come together as a body. And I know many of you are looking for that day as well, but I just just had to throw that out there. You're probably not going to see me in that t-shirt that the church Mm -hmm. has left the building. Because the church has been out of the building. We've been outside of the building already. And and, and other churches have been outside. But uh, there, there's something that happens when we all come together. And we also are learning in an awesome way. There is something that happens in a setting like this. That's why we have both as a part of our structure at Antioch Central. And we want both circumstances. But But again, here we are this evening. And, and in one context, the word scattered seems very fitting. We are scattered throughout. And, and, and because of the circumstances, most of us don't really want to congregate even in our homes outside of our immediate families. Uh, Um, thankful for those that have braved this evening to come to, to come participate with us here. But, uh, most, most don't even want to do that. And, and a lot of ways that's understandable, but, But I want you to understand tonight, and and really it's beyond just this, as I will get to in a moment, because it's not just about, as I keep saying in a lot of different ways, this isn't just about COVID-19. There's so much more that God is doing, and we're learning, and this is just the circumstances that we find ourselves in right now. But I want you to understand that we are not scattered tonight by chance. We have been sown. Amen. We have been sown, and I don't think the context here is the sown in the context of grass seed. You 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 sow grass seed. You just scatter it. You throw it. And and there's a there's a there's a context of that I, I believe is the case when it comes to especially the side of evangelism. But but I think this idea here of of the scattered. Exile are the scattered strangers or the strangers that are scattered. I think the context of the word scattered here of sowing is like that of purposefully sowing a, a, seed for, for a fruit tree or some kind of a vegetable plant where you are, you are very purposefully sowing that seed. And so I believe that, that where we, where we reside, the neighborhoods that we are in, the houses, the places that we live, God has sown us there on purpose. Right. I believe the jobs that we have, the, the places that we work, God has sown us there. Amen. We are not there by chance. We are not there by by just the fact that we just happen to end up there. But God has sown us. Okay. And so I, I want to challenge us tonight that while we may be scattered in this season, we have been sown by God. We are scattered. We're not congregating together in the sanctuary tonight. and For the foreseeable future, we're not doing that. But... But again, we're, we're, we're scattered, but let me say it this way as well. We are scattered, but we're not disconnected. And I don't mean that because of technology. What we have felt in, in, in these services, whether at the church on Sunday mornings when some of us have been there or in these settings in our homes, that, that has nothing to do with technology. Technology is, is not what produces the Spirit of God. And so we we may be scattered, we may be dispersed, but we have been sown purposefully by God. There's a parable that's pretty familiar to most of us about seed, and that's the parable where Jesus talks about the four kinds of ground. There's the uh, there's the wayside ground, there's the thorny ground, there's rocky ground, there's good ground. And in that parable, we're taught that the seed is the word of God. But there's another parable, or excuse me, there's another place where seed is talked about. And in this place, the word is not the seed. But let's see what it says, Matthew 13 and 38. The field is the world. The field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. The good seed. So again, the other parable, the four types of ground. The seed is the word of God, and we sow that seed. We. Plant that seed. We sow that seed through discipleship and and teaching and training. We sow that seed through evangelism and spreading the gospel. But here Jesus says the good seed are the children of the kingdom. So when Peter is talking to the strangers that are scattered, he is talking to the seed that God has sown. Our workplaces Schools we go to, the neighborhoods we live in, the places we go as a part of our life, we, we, not just the word of God, but we are the seed that has been sown. I, I believe, and it's, it's not, obviously it's not the topic here this evening, and I'm not gonna get bogged down in it, but I believe the world, in fact, I'll, I'll actually say not just the world, I think we ourselves, but I'll, I'll, let me go back to the world. I don't think the world has any clue the benefit that the church brings to them. Because I think the, the effect of the church in this world is way beyond what people realize. Yeah. It's not just what it provides on a Sunday morning or a Sunday night or a Thursday night or a small group or, or, or the, the ministries of the church and the opportunities of the church, I believe that the supernatural environment around us, that, that, the, that the spirit world of this world is impacted by the church, and that as, as much chaos and confusion and trouble that goes on, it'd be even worse if the church was not in this world. Because we are the seed that God has sown. Thank you, Jesus. I, I look forward. I look forward with great anticipation to the time we get to come back together on the hill. I can't wait till the first service we have that we're all able to gather back together. But I also want to make sure I want to make sure for myself, and I'm challenging you, I believe in the Holy Ghost this evening, to remind us that again, it is not about us being cloistered together. It, it's, it's not a, it's not a common thing per se, but it's also not an uncommon, at least as far as knowing about it, it's not an uncommon thing for religious groups to, Find them a compound someplace and, and, and some remote area and, and all of the people that are a part of that religious group or cult live in that same place, isolated from the world. There, there, there's no basis for that in the word of God. In fact, Jesus said in, 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 in one of his prayers, he says, I, "I Father, I'm praying for them, not that you would take them out of the world, but that you would keep them in the world, right. we, we we have a a a time that is a magnified time for the world to see what it's like for a believer to go through chaos and and, and confusion and uncertainty, and yet live with with peace and confidence, or live as as the uh, as we said of Hebrews eleven and thirteen. To live dominated by faith. Dominated by faith. And so, if you're in Annapolis, if you're in Severna Park, Glen Burnie, Bowie, Stevensville, wherever else you may be tonight, Arnold, you and I are scattered, but not randomly. We're dispersed. But not randomly. We have been sown. Amen. We don't belong here. Our, our neighbors ought to recognize there's something different about us. They they ought to be able to see that we're we're not like everybody else. And 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 I would imagine there's a lot of Sundays that that's the case when they see you come and go two times a day, especially. But 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 it's not just about our church attendance that 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 those around us ought to recognize. In our actions, our attitude, the way we treat others, the way we handle ourselves, that, that we ought to recognize that we are, we are strangers. You're going to, you're, you're going to basically adapt to where you consider to be home. I don't know about you, but I don't want to get too, uh, I don't want to get too comfortable here. I don't want to, I don't want to fit in too much here because this world is not my home and we are passing through. Mm -hmm. You know, the amazing thing, and if you take this to the level of the church worldwide, we're scattered all over the world. We are sown all over the world. One day, one day, a trumpet is going to sound. And all of those strangers that have been living all over the world, scattered or sown. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, we are going to be caught up to meet Him in the air. And we're not going to be scattered and separated anymore. What a day, what a glorious day that that's going to be. I want to in closing I want us to take a moment and just pray and ask God to to open our eyes open our understanding to the significance of where he has sown us some of you got grocery stores that you go to pretty much all the time for your groceries some of you got coffee shops you go to you got banks you go to you've got gas stations you go to obviously we've got our workplaces that we used to go to we'll go to again one day uh, i know god has definitely sown me at my workplace because there's some people there that really need me um <laughs> but i, I just I, I want i want us to have a I want God to give us not only a fresh revelation, but a fresh confidence Amen. that wherever we are, and, and again, not these these circumstances are are a great uh, uh, magnification of this. But the bottom line is, again, when life goes back to normal, we need to know that we have been sown. We're not scattered. We're not randomly dispersed. But God and His divine Plan in His wisdom has sown us, Father. Thank you again for such a sweet visitation of Your presence. You have met us again this evening in such a sweet way. We are so thankful, God. We are thankful that it it is only two or three necessary, and actually, even if we're by ourselves, we can still experience Your presence. But in the context of what we're going through right now when just a few of us gather together and you are there. And I just want to thank you for that. I am so appreciative for the experiential knowledge of you, God, that this isn't just head knowledge. God, I'm asking you tonight, I believe there are so many different things that you are doing in this time. There's a lot of different things you're trying to teach us and show us. But I pray tonight, God, that what you would help us to see is not only under these circumstances, but beyond these circumstances, we have been, we are, we are strangers who have been scattered, but not scattered by chance, not scattered by circumstances, sown, purposefully sown by you. You, we are the seed, God. It's not just your word, but you said that we are the seed. And you have sown us in this world. You, you've sown us in different communities. You've sown us in different workplaces. You've sown us in different schools, different colleges, different universities. Let us let us become all that you have sown us to be, God. Hallelujah. To not get comfortable with our surroundings and try to fit in so that we can be at home, but. But to be thankful for the fact that we are pilgrims. We are aliens in a foreign country just passing through. But in the midst of that, you positioned us to share the knowledge and the, the, the testimony of who you are of what you can do. Give us fresh new revelation and understanding, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Before I sign off this evening, just wanted to take a moment and introduce one other member of the household that many of you have heard about, perhaps have not seen. Brother Vernell Jr., if you are watching, This is about as close to a church service as he's going to get to. So, But here he is. This is the infamous Leo. He has been enjoying the worship. And um, I think he may have come close to stammering lips last week. But we'll see. So, God bless you. Thanks for tuning in this evening. Again, I can't wait until we're able to join together again and see each other. In Jesus' name.